Welcome to My Hero Notebook, the My Hero Academia discussion podcast where we, like young Midoriya, take notes. I'm Maddie, and this is my co-host. Gunner. I wasn't proud of that one. Can we do it again? Sure. No, wait. I am happy with it. What's happening? We are here to discuss My Hero Notebook Season 2, Episode 2, Roaring Sports Festival. Woo! I don't, I don't understand. Is this the second Roaring? Wasn't there Roaring Muscles? Roaring, yes, yeah. What's with this Roaring? Roaring Muscles. Why is everything remember. Roaring? Um, because they're training. Roaring. Are they? Was Roaring Muscles, was that a training episode uh, as well? Let me, let me flip hold wildly on. through my notes well, to try to well, find hold on, hold on, which hold episode on. of Roaring did Muscles I, was. Did I just accidentally find the reference? <laughs> did I do it? Is In its second episode of the second season, has um, has My Hero Academia become self, self-referential? Already? I mean, I guess it's earned it. Yeah, get, episode you, three was Roaring Muscles, and that wow. was this was that was the one where uh, Midoriya does his training montage, and this is I another training montage I, episode. I so wonder what the what will hopefully be great the third. Catch. Thank you. <laughs> hopefully, be the third Roaring episode. I wonder what that will be. Roaring Rapids. It's the no, the no Whitewater Rapids episode instead of a beach episodes are do- so overdone so they did a whitewater rafting episode called spoilers roaring rapids super spoilers but yes here we are in the second episode of season two um and it opens with a truncated version of the weird like opening from last yeah, episode I, that i continue not to like yeah very i know much. that you really are against uh recap this whole stuff. episode i gotta say Oh, there's a lot of recap in this episode. Well, not, I mean, it's, it seemed like last, the previous episode was almost entirely recap. Now this episode only had a little bit of recap at the beginning, but I'm left wondering why you spent almost the entire last episode doing recap and now you're doing it again for the beginning part of this episode. It's unneeded. The first at least two minutes of this episode are just last episode. Yeah. Uh, but I won't complain too much because I did notice something uh, new this yes. time seeing it. So I noticed that All Might says the entire country will be watching. But in the last episode, Aizawa said that the world watches. Like this has the the UA Sports Festival has displaced the Olympics. So who is is does Aizawa have such a Japan centric worldview that he considers the country to be the entire world? I don't know. I, I mean, you know, maybe it's just you know. They're both technically correct. Maybe that situation. Sure, but if All Might, like, why is All Might limiting his reach then just to Japan? I don't know. I mean, that's a good question. I don't know. Again, it it could always be not to keep on pulling this card. It could always be like a weirdness of translation. Um, It could be like an emphasis, you know. But yeah, that's it's a good point. Yeah, it just seems a little like. Um, out of character, in my opinion, for All Might, who seems to be, he's the number one hero in the world, and he's talking to Midoriya about, this is your debut, you have to make a name for yourself, make a big impression. So why would he, in that moment, limit it to, okay, you just have to make an impression on the country of Japan? I mean, yeah. Especially, I, w- I want to see more of this world such that the num- like, you know, all these number top heroes just happen to be in Japan. I think, you know, we've already sort of touched on this from a meta standpoint. Where yeah. It's like, it's, it's a Japanese anime. It's going to be Japan centric. Of course. Can, I get that. But, you know, 
I'm I'm curious. I'm I'm quite curious. Yeah, especially because now we know for sure that um, All Might is actually Japanese. He's not like an yeah. American hero that moved to, J- to Japan. He's got a Japanese. Which I mean, uh, you to know be what? fair, he could, maybe he could been be born from, in America. Yeah, born in America. It's totally possible. So Midoriya goes on to talk about the uh, structure of the sports festival, yes, which is interesting because we get quite a bit. We get well one particular new bit of info that yeah. carries through this episode. So he go he he names for the first time that we've heard uh, the other classes. Yeah, we we had heard the uh, like business and support. They get mentioned yeah. offhand. I think um, they called it something else. I think they called it management. Oh, earlier. you're right. It might have been management. So maybe this, maybe this has 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 changed. Um, but similar idea. Uh, and then there's a new one, um, Gen Ed. Yeah, general studies, they yeah, call it. basically. Um, which, that's fascinating. Um, it continues to justify the immensity of this school. Yeah, because if you think, if there's four courses for each class and then three years, three classes, you know? Yeah. A- and I'll hop, just because we we've started to start talking about this, I'll hop forward. Um, I, I believe that they established that, th- that this, at least this year, has up through, um, I think, classes K? Yeah, so I, yeah, if we're going to skip ahead to that part, um, there are three support courses, three business courses, three general studies courses, and only two hero courses. Yeah. So if I assume that all of those have um, 20 students. Yeah, because we know for sure that the hero courses yeah. both have exactly 20. That if I, Yeah, so if we carry that forward and we assume that everyone's got 20, that then actually does make this quote-unquote class size for mm-hmm. a high school um, solid, especially for a private school. Yeah, so it would be 220 kids. No, is that? No, that would be, yeah. Are we doing yeah, that? 11 classes. Yeah, 220 kids. 220 kids, take. and then three years would be our 660 yeah. students. Now, Small we do know that, that Aizawa has expelled his entire hero course two years running. So right. there are so 40 less students than there would be, so 620 yeah. students. W- w- although we, of course, don't know if, you know, if it's always that they admit 220, um, and, like, that's that's a regular class, and so... To their, the past two years are down to 180 or something, or I guess rather uh, just be 200, or if it's just this year has 220, some years they have uh, 260, some years they have 160. Yeah, like, well maybe they maybe they had more room for kids in this class because, because I saw expelled yeah. some other ones. I, I really do believe that was an offhand line that they're just... It's uh, canon. Whatever. They said it in the anime. It's canon. <laughs> Gosh, it is. Uh, so yeah, he describes it as a big round robin tournament, which is interesting to me because, uh, the graphic that they show is just simply not a round robin. robin. It's like a traditional tournament. Not at all. And so So I think, I think Deku just like, that's just an incorrect line. I don't honestly think even that Deku is, is got that wrong. I think they just did not translate that. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think that's a possibility. Round robin is such a distinct specific kind of right. tournament style. I think they just didn't understand. Yeah. Or something, you know. <sighs> Step your game up, dub. A big round robin tournament all about selling yourself, which I thought was Yeah, which they they've they've alluded to this before. It's right. It's really like an advertisement, like a self uh a self advertisement opportunity. Um which, you know, okay. You know, it's almost like a job fair. Right. And they kind of, it's similar to when they were doing the elections for class representative where 
you just have to view it as I feel like they do a better job of viewing their experience as preparation for the real world than like American high school students do. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think when you're in high school, you're necessarily thinking about gaining the skills that you're going to need in real life. Uh, if you're someone like me, you're focused on getting the highest grades possible so that you can get into a good college, but in more of like a directionless sense. Hmm. I don't uh, know. And I, fe- I feel like they are more focused, at least in class 1A, the class that we see all the time, like all of them want to be elected class representative because it makes you more visible to the hero agencies that you're going to work for in a few short years. I guess so. I, I, I think it, I, I think... I think it might just more be that your your experience. I, I don't know. It, you didn't maybe go to like a hyper mega selective Uber private school. No, like I went to a public at. school in the Midwest. Right. So like for again, context, these kids are getting. You know, you assume almost all these kids have gotten in because what? Again, we've done this math before. It's like a point oh three percent acceptance rate. Right. You're right. And this is like the the cream of the crop, yeah. most elite. So yeah, yeah, you're right. I forgot that we had talked like, about that know, already. If anything, I, I think the the weirdness is almost that they're portraying it that these are the cream of the crop kids who all have that kind of like drive. But there's such a real camaraderie up until this point, you know. There's ex- yeah. there's a distinct point in this episode where that right. camaraderie breaks down because of one uh, you know, kid being a dick. <laughs> um, but uh you know. And it's not Bakugo. No, it's not. <laughs> uh, but, you know, up until this point, again, it has only been time time skip within this episode notwithstanding, like about a week, maybe, right. for these yeah. kids. So, you know, maybe they haven't had the chance to be uh, mean to each other yet. But I think there's been a real natural chemistry in, in, in them so far. Yeah, I would agree. So um, I think that competitive drive is perhaps, you know, not as massive as as we've been shown in one or two of the episodes. Yeah, just because you know they don't they don't hate each other. Not not much backbone. <laughs> so the next scene, uh, did you have anything else to say about? Oh, I d- I did have I did have one more thing. Um, that th- this is where they sort of start to show Deku is not quite pessimism. Like he's being a little bit. Uh, I don't even want to call uh, may- maybe something between pessimism and realism. Um, where he's like. Yeah, I don't have control of my quirk yet. Um, it's also, not, I guess, it's not a big deal if I don't do well at this sport, sports festival because I've got one. I've got two more years, and also, like, I know, I know All Might, and I'm sure you can get me connected to stuff. Right, yeah. which is like, oh, I'm privileged. Yeah, <laughs> although it, 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 they really displayed as sort of like he he lacks confidence in himself more than anything. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and that's going to be, I think, the establishment thing through this episode. Like Deku has trying to find his motivation in this episode is is the theme almost yeah and i feel i i certainly empathize with him like he is still struggling so hard to even control his power and to then uh, for all night to come be like okay you have to make your debut now and make sure everybody knows that you're going to be the next number one hero and deku's like i can't move without breaking my bones it's like dude since since i've started school i've ended up in the nurse's office like what three different times and one of them was because i had to like fight actual villains yeah you haven't taught me how to not break all my bones. Like, what do you like? Of course, you I'm, gotta feel it. Yeah, like you know. So I, I, I'm at least mildly sympathetic to Deku and his situation. Um, but yeah, then we get then we get a fun. Oh, th- this does remind me. Um, the the f- just because of some of the moments in this episode, uh, it did make me think. So I know we already talked about the opening, um, uh, in last episode, but uh, watching it again, I did notice. So when when the 
last sort of scene of the opening, like, you know, it's like all the different kids in class 1A and they're, yeah. like, they're like jumping, whatever. Deku is like not the biggest character. Bakugo is. He has the biggest profile. Hmm. It's it, it was very interesting. Yeah, that's something I would not I did not pay attention to. Yeah, I mean Deku's in the front. It's like you know it's the whole mass of them you know jumping forward towards yeah. the future. Or whatever. <laughs> um, but you know Deku has a has a much smaller profile than one might expect from main character, whereas Baku is like easily the largest. Now that could be speaking to the fact that Baku is a very loud character, both yeah. in terms of in world and as a character. He has you know he's very loud. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, I, I thought it was interesting. And, and uh, you know, we get a lot of the development for him in this. Yeah, so you were just saying that he's really loud normally, but in this episode, he's much more subdued. Yes, and that does get pointed out. And when I, when I say loud, uh, you know, he has been yelling a lot, but I also mean, like, his character is, is one of extremes. You yeah. Because as we see in this, he either is at full throttle where he's, like, mumbling, basically. He's like, get out of my damn way. Yeah. Uh, or and, like, even when he, later in the episode, when he talks to Mike, he's like, Hey everybody! I just want to tell you, you all suck. Bye. Like, <laughs> like, he, like he he is either at one hundred percent or zero percent at all all times. It's it's kind of weird. Just like Midoriya. <laughs> um, well, I thought Bakugo calling the rest of the kids extras was iconic. Oh, it was hilarious, especially since they totally are, except for the one kid with purple hair who yeah, then has sleep, speaking lines, sleepy eyes. Yeah, like it, it's it was utterly hilarious. Uh, which he's great, sleepy eyes. Yeah, I don't think we know his I, name yet. No, um, I am. I was upset at first by his like deep adult man voice. Well, you know what? I I kind of like what what I actually liked about the voice actor's performance. Um, I don't know how intentional this was, but the way they animate this guy, I'm calling he's Mr. Sleep in my head. <laughs> um, the way they animate him, um, talking, his mouth has a kind of like slant to it. Like he's talking out of the side of his mouth. Oh, I didn't notice and that. And the voice actor actually kind of portrays it. He has a he has a mild affectation to huh. his voice that sounds like he's trying to match the shape of that mouth. Interesting. And I actually, I actually really liked it. Yeah, I'll listen for that yeah. in the future. It, it, it sounds like he's like kind of you know holding onto his words off to the side slightly, like like what I'm doing right yeah. there. Yeah, like it sounds like that. That's so yeah. interesting. So I, I didn't I, notice I liked it. it. Again, I don't know if he was imitating the original Japanese. I don't know if he was just like, oh, I'm going to try to match that mouth shape right on there. Um, so, yeah. I just like I like that a lot. I'm wondering because I don't think um, I don't think the episode's animated usually before the voice actors record, like in a uh, yeah, from a production standpoint yeah so it's it, it depends on the production usually they'll have not even usually almost always the the japanese voice actors will have um uh what are called keyframes to go off of okay so a little more in-depth than like a storyboard yeah and, and so you know it'll, it'll, they'll have each moment and you know they'll, there'll be some mild um you know you'll be able to see mouth stuff um, it won't be, you know, moving fully, but mm -hmm. you'll be able to see at least the shapes like you would in this. And, well, and I guess they have the manga to look back on as well. Because yes. the manga obviously has to be written before yeah. the and show can and be. And on top of that, the, the director for the anime will say, like, we want this character to have this mm. sort of voice. Please do it. They'll have that direction. Whereas with these dubs, the actors are either going to um, basically just, like, do whatever. Like, if it's low production, we like, I don't, we don't care what you do. Just speak and mm -hmm. match it up um or you know they might you know reference the original they might have their own um production director production designer who's oh, like, like going for a certain one. feel that's much more common in you know bigger budget like movie dubs 
um, where it's going to get an actual wide release, and so there's more money invested in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know the specifics to this production. It could very well be that there was someone who was like, you know, make sure you research your character. He has kind of a a certain kind of voice. Please try to imitate it as best you can in English. Yeah. Um, but either way, all that to say, I liked it. Uh, <laughs> uh, it. It fits the character. It fits what's going on. Yeah, and he's in the opening too, Sleepy Kid, so you yeah, know he's going to he be is. important. Yeah, he is. Uh, oh, so what he says here is really oh, interesting to so me. Oh, so fascinating. If any of the non-hero chorus students do well enough in the sports festival, the teachers can decide to move one of them into the hero course and drop one of the hero kids to make room. Yeah, so here's some of that competition we were just saying wasn't really showing through. That's horrifying. Yeah, like not only, like, of course you want to go out and put your best foot forward, make a good impression, but if any of the other kids beat you, you might be kicked out of your class. Right, and, and, and even on top of that, well, here's like, your motivation, Deku. Well, yeah, yeah, please. Um, but even on top of that, like, you know, it's not totally foreign, I think, to most school experience. Like, if you're an honor student and you do badly, you'll get dropped from honor course. But you, I don't think there's ever a spot that happens where it's like, you did fine, but this kid who's not in honors is doing better than you get out. Yeah, like, I've never encountered a situation crazy like that. To me. Like, that's so hyper competitive. Right. You know, Especially because you think, is one kid really going to, like, it, can Aizawa easily control 20 kids and not 21 for some reason? Right, yeah. Like, the, it's, it seems specific. I mean, I, I guess they're they're really trying to drive home that this is, like, sort of a competition. Yeah, I guess so. You know, yeah. Because it, there was a competition to get in, uh, you know, in, in a huge way. And, Which and makes it all the more um, impressive that they do have this sense of cr- camaraderie up to this point, even right. though it's only been a week, like you said, but yeah. like because everything around them seems to be fostering this competitive spirit. They had the entrance exam. They had Aizawa's quirk test on the first day and the, now I mean, the sports festival, this, which this is only... Within the first month Yeah, it's school. within three weeks of starting school, you were going to participate in the f- sports festival. Yeah, and you know... It, it's established these kids all know what it is because it's a worldwide known thing. Right. So they're all aware that, oh, we're in here. The sports festival is probably going to start in the first couple of weeks of school. Right. Like, like oh, it all, it's always in May or the end of April yeah, or whatever. Or, yeah. So like, crap, you know, this, this, <laughs> this, this, this is some damn high stakes. Yeah. Um, uh, also, there was a cat girl in the crowd. God, I noticed you know, her. Of course you would. Uh, <laughs> um, Kirishima loves Bakugo. Oh yeah! And th- this episode is is uh, this is the Kiri Baku shipping episode for well, sure. Well, no, again, we we've gotten hints of this now. Like, it's not a like you know uh, later in the episode, uh, like when when Baku is like his like eyes are shadowed, and Kirishima's like, "Hey, you doing all right, man?" And he's like, "I'm fine." Like, uh, what I think is so crazy about it is that Bakugo is like okay with the friendship yeah i love it yeah it's really interesting that that's happening uh because we we really we really only see him interact with deku and bully him right so to have like somebody he was friends with two other bullies i would i would say he was you know they were friends is a strong word that's what i'm trying to say i wouldn't say there's a strong word those it seems like since preschool it seems like bakugo was the leader and i mean you know kind of how it is where the bully gets like followers and they're they're not necessarily friends they're just people that like respect and fear the bully that's kind of what i feel like those kids were and i feel like kirishima might be someone that bakugo actually respects for the first time or, or at least kirishima is so jovial that bakugo can't like they, they, yeah it's you're ob- right because it's obvious <laughs> in some of the interactions like 
like Kirjima has made fun of him to his face in such a like weirdly kind manner and like has laughed about it each time. I yeah. Know. I just feel like Kirjima is just too nice of a guy maybe to be. Maybe so. Bakugo would really get at and so uh, whatever. But I love it. Bakugo makes his exit and he says, uh, these people don't matter. Uh, and then like, it only matters that I beat them or whatever. But I'm rolling my eyes over here. Yes, Bakugo, so heroic. And Kirishima's like, wow, what a manly oh, exit. Which, which I, I love that because he, he does that and behind him uh, comes up uh, an incredibly famous uh, Japanese art piece that gets referenced a lot, uh, The Great Wave. Um, oh yeah, the yeah. um, it's the one where it's like a wave, and then Mount Fuji's in the background. Yeah, right? and then there's, there's like there's people in a boat who are. It's I. It's uh, a very famous painting. Yeah, you can probably picture famous. it in your mind, listener. Yeah, yeah I love it. Um, it just continues to solidify Kirishima as one of my favorite characters. This episode alone has has honestly started should make other people worried. Deku might get bumped because De- oh, De- <laughs> you mean in terms of your rankings, Deku oh, should yeah. be worried that he's I mean, gonna get moved. De- Deku, spent- Deku is going to be moved out of your rankings and replaced with a harder working student. <laughs> I mean, look, it's totally possible. Kirishima's out here putting out lines like nobody's business. Yeah, and Deku's like, well, I'm not really very confident in myself, and I'm just gonna mutter through this entire episode where Kirishima later in the episode like dive bombs into the <laughs> pavement and just goes, yeah, <laughs> like, come on, give it to me, I love it. Uh, so then they go into the training montage. Unless you had something else to say about that classroom scene? Uh, yeah, nothing other than uh, Deku. Come on, uh, <laughs> get with it. Yeah. Sorry, um, I'll try to ask if you have any closing thoughts before I move to the before I say okay. Moving on. No, I, I what I do like about this, uh, it's we're not just seeing Deku. We're getting shots of quite a few. And, uh, yeah, it's um, an ensemble cast, yeah. and they're really making and, that a point. And we get. We get some shots from some kids that we've been wondering about. Yeah, so the mutant kid is shown surrounded by like forest animals, so p- he must have f- some like animal, animal related friend. power. Yeah, that's, that's what I. He was literally covered in birds or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is that why he's friends with Tokoyami? Is he friends with Tokoyami? Because the guy near him was the Luchador guy, who I'm still like, it's still not clear exactly what his power is. He, yeah, he was shown with like um, snack food. snacks around him, Which, I guess. Whatever. Um, no, but he, uh, the, know, they, the mutant guy and Tokoyami are in the rainstorm zone together. Yeah, but they get and, sent there. They get, ran- they get randomly sent there. <laughs> I don't know if that makes them friends. I know that's how you establish friendships well, yeah, in your Well, yeah, it's brain. an anime, Connor. You have to read between the lines. Well, though, speaking of Tokoyami, we get a little bit more of him, which I thought was very <gasps> interesting. I noticed that the shadow talked. Yes, the shadow talked. And, uh, some, for, is, does not like light? Is an entire thing. It's not just a thumb or hand. Uh, yes, I. I mean, I guess I'm not too surprised that it doesn't like light because it's a shadow. But I found it interesting that that was the way Tokoyami was training it. He wasn't like using it to lift weights no, or like, run or anything. Light. Yeah, it was just okay. I'm gonna shine some light yeah, on you. Which also hilarious. I don't know. I wonder how he set that up. He's like in a in like a. I don't know, field, like a soccer field. Yeah, it looked like a football field. And somehow got someone to put on all the lights (laughs) in the field, like the industrial level huge lights. if you go to UA high school, like that's probably the UA, like a practice field for UA. That he just has access to? Yeah. Could be. Could be. Um, But yeah, it was kind of cool to see that little montage. Uh, Well, I want to talk about Momo. Yeah, go Uh, ahead. First of all, her hair looks great. She had her hair down. Uh Um, She's reading books to practice. And that's because, as we learned earlier, her her quirk allows her to make anything she understands the molecular structure of. So So studying is her way of preparing. I mean, cool. Makes sense. Resonates with me. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, two weeks between the USJ attack and the sports festival, which in my mind is like a crazy short amount of time yep. to have to prepare. And so I, I, I don't know. Do you think one of the things that we had talked about in a retrospective was whether, you know, we wanted more time to see some of these kids. Some time yeah. Does this, does this fit what you were looking Not for? Not even a little bit. What I wanted was like a full episode. That's just like, here's a normal day of school for the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, this was another montage. No, and, we didn't get that. And in fact, one of the things I noticed about the montage that I thought was weird is these kids are all training on their own. Are they going to school? They're not all training on their own. There's like the scene where Uraka um, levitates the boulders and then Aoyama, um, Mina, and one other student, I can't oh, remember, like sorry. shoot them out of the sky. When I mean by train on their own, I mean they're not getting training from any of the teachers oh, at the okay. school that they go to. You know, so my thought is either they just weren't shown because extracurricular training um, or well, extracurricular training was my first thought because I I at least Tokoyami's doing his at night, right? And it looks like at least one or two of the other kids are doing this at home, Uh, more than one or two. But there also has to be at least some teacher involvement because Uraka and the group are training at like a training facility that's owned by the school. And do we know it's owned um, by the school? Could they be going to some private training zone? Possibly, but there's one other student I can't remember who who's like shown to be in the city battle zone, like the battle training place that they go with All Might for their battle okay. training. One, it's like the city environment so is that at type school sanctioned. Training? Yeah, that's what I mean. So they probably are using their school connections, and a lot of them are wearing their school um, PE uniforms at the time so while it may be outside of school hours i'm sure that there's at least some like sanctioning as you said like somebody has to be there to unlock the door to sure yeah i just wanted to see the teachers actually you know teach yeah either i think that we have seen very little of that i think we've seen like all of 30 seconds of actual classes and and with the exception of the battle training, which wasn't really teaching. Right, exactly. Even the classes, they're not really teaching. Like we saw President Mike teach English class yeah. for like a five second joke clip. Yeah. And then uh, Aizawa gave them the quirk test, which was not teaching them no. other than maybe like 30 seconds worth of exposition where he tells them natural disasters aren't fair. So they need to be prepared for unfairness. Uh, then the training with All Might where, again, All Might doesn't teach them anything. He just has them fight each other. And then I guess there's a little bit of, like, editorializing in between the students where he says, like, okay, well, it wasn't smart of... Um, doesn't he do that? Like, it's not smart of Bakugo to destroy the entire building that they're all in. Yeah. So he does a little bit of that, but that's not very much. And then we don't know about the how the USJ would have gone because... Right, it could have gone. It could have been, been real teaching. teaching. We but don't know. It didn't happen. Uh, and that's it. There, so we haven't really seen anybody teach them anything. Yeah. So you I know. mean, and I think it looks like we're not about to. Right, because they just did that montage where, again, you're right. They didn't see any t- yeah, teachers, and, and now they're going to do the sports festival. The sports festival started in this episode. There's yeah. no time for teaching. So I wonder if that is. Um, something that UA does intentionally, like they give you precious little instructions so you can really see what your untapped power I is. I don't in think the we can. I don't think fest. we can say that yet, because uh, I mean, I, I'm just putting it out there for consideration. Yeah, I, I just think you know, from a story standpoint, we're just moving to th- this is an arc that e- either will be erupt- interrupted by villains or will have no villains in it, right? Just because, like, you know, our our first arc was like Deku getting in. 
Then we had our antagonist show up, and that antagonist has gotten shot four times and is now out of commission, we imagine, for at least a little while. Here. Yeah, I mean, you have to recover from gunshot wounds yeah. unless you have some kind of evil healer. So the next thing we do is have the kids have inner conflict, right? So it, it just it, it makes sense if, if what they want to do is, like, if they want to show character growth from, like, a, you know, power standpoint mm-hmm. and they want it to be you know, between the kids then you don't have you don't have classes for that i would be willing to believe that given the fact that this is a w- allegedly world-renowned best school in the world they're not going to be hands-off like yeah but it's only been three weeks there's plenty of time left in the rest of the school year for them to be more hands-on i guess so uh speaking of uh, speaking of your idea of it being um internal conflict versus external conflict it seems like they're leading us to believe it's going to be internal conflict because they do kind of see this um skipping ahead a little bit uh with Todoroki being kind of combative um and they also make it clear that they when have you say internal you mean within the students yeah yeah um they have hired pro heroes to be security for yes. the event which is unusual or at least that's what we see the sort of um i i'm thinking of them as like freshman heroes but i don't know if that's actually well, true no, they, they've established um, the, the, the mount lady come woods, woods and that guy whose name i can't remember like dead arms or something death arms or something yeah I mean, they're the ones that we saw in literally the very first episode and i think they've been all established as like up and coming heroes yeah or something um mount lady especially i don't know about Kamui woods and death arms um, but yeah, so they, they've they've hired uh, they've hired these folks, um, which uh, I, I do actually like that callback to the fact that they're you know they have just been invaded and so they've heightened security. Right, yeah, it's yeah. only been a few weeks, which also tells me that they haven't figured out who the um, people actually are. No, who the well who the people are, but also they haven't figured out how they breached the right. security. Although yet. although I wonder if. Um, I'm not so sure of that. I guess it would make sense if they knew if just because uh, uh, Aizawa had a f- straight-on confrontation with uh, Shigaraki. Well, I mean, he escaped without major brain damage, but that's not to say... <sighs> I guess, I guess. But, I mean, All Might and Deku also both saw and interacted with Shigaraki, yeah, and, and so, so did, did Sue and, and Mineta. Mineta. Yeah, so people should know how his quirk works. And, I mean, put two and two together, he touched the wall. Um so but i mean you know may- maybe they don't know maybe they are, don't have good communication skills uh i also n- that never occurred to me until you just said it right now <laughs> what that he, just touched, <laughs> that he just touched the wall and like because in my mind that's still like making uh like breaching the security perimeter so that, like an alarm should have sounded or something my thought would be the alarm he, did he had sound are you th- are, uh, i'm talking oh, about right, when, when right. the little reporters got yeah. it the alarm went off yeah you're right yeah. and so then they he they just didn't know how the door had gotten destroyed or why oh, okay yeah 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 okay yeah. what exactly had happened they weren't sure of but i, I mean see listeners this is something that you're going to come to understand about me i have the worst memory <laughs> of any person that i've ever met I mean, or maybe i don't and i just don't remember it's possible um but that's what i mean like i forgot that they had literally shown the collapsed doorway yeah. in the episode so um that's you know that's part of the reason why we're going back through this these episodes and doing it in a spoiler free way because i don't remember what happens <laughs> in future episodes uh. so back to the subject matter uh i thought inko telling uh izuku not to get hurt before he left in the morning is laughable yeah. he can't not get hurt well, although he comes home from work um 
totally fine. Yeah, with, fine. With every maybe day. Maybe some bandages or like some mild. Bruising. Yeah, and you know, maybe she notices that he's coming home later, but maybe she just assumes that he's studying hard yeah. because he's living his dream. I mean, again, it's we're only at three weeks, and you know, I, I think she she does have good reason to be. Um, worried about him considering <laughs> the f- within a week of him going to this new school oh, and even think about it within the past year he has been kidnapped at least once that I mean, maybe he didn't tell her about that but she must know that he did get into that thing with the slime monster um because he got in trouble for it and uh and then since then got into ua within a week of get- getting into ua uh was attacked by a bunch of villains yeah so and she, she's still being very supportive yeah, yeah as far as far as she's concerned her son has had a really rough and scary year and she's still just like okay go and do your best just please don't hurt yourself yeah because i'm you know like she's worried about him yeah and it's, we see later in the episode like when he's about to go she's like oh my god just please run away like you know maybe she's about to be, be a little bit overprotective mm-hmm. but you know again as far as she's concerned her son didn't have any powers and now he's suddenly in the most like prestigious power school in the world it's probably a big thing for her so i she's she's both supportive and a little bit overprotective does she know that he has super strength she must does she i'm not convinced i because he he's doing weightlifting and i'm sure she can tell that he's training and gotten stronger but like maybe she thinks that was enough no, I I think she must. He had to register. There's no way he can get to yeah. the registration place on his. I guess he could walk there on his own, but I don't know. It'd be. I, it feels like it'd be a weird uh, for Deku to completely hide from his mom that he has superpowers at all at this point. Like you know, maybe uh, not. Maybe almost certainly he hasn't told her about All Might and what you know the power, <laughs> right? Um, uh, that kind of stuff, but. Midoriya <laughs> loves Bakugo more than he loves his own mother. You heard it here first. I mean, what? Teenage boys, what are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> He's going through his rebellious phase. So they also show... So then that happens. And then the press, uh, that woman... It's the same girl. It's the same woman. And she is complaining that the security line is so long. And when she is the one who broke through security last time. Yeah. And I just... They... I drew this comparison last time when we were talking about the police versus the press and how they are portrayed in this show. And I think that they're still trying to portray the press as bad people. And I'm, I feel very conflicted about this because I still believe that the press and their coverage of all might are what contribute to the lower crime rate. Like they made all might and his power famous, which discourages crime. And I, they're showing them as very paparazzi. Yeah. And so I guess I'm still. How does the, yeah, how does the show want you it. to feel about it? I think at this point they're starting to really swing, as far as I'm concerned, into press is bad. Um, yeah, and I'm trying to like, I'm trying not to. I'm trying to keep an open mind about it. You know what I mean? Right. But it seems like they're trying to make yeah. us not like them. <laughs> uh, um, speaking of not liking people, Mount Lady is the worst. Ah, uh, yes, I know you didn't like that. I thought that was a hilarious little moment. I um, mean, just because of her face that she makes. Yes, and it kind of like it characterizes her even more as someone who's like just she, self-serving. I mean, but this like, has been she's consistent. supposed to be a hero, and I'm so upset. Like they keep showing people who are supposed to be heroes not behaving heroically. They show Bakugo acting like every other person around him is beneath his notice. They show Mount Lady. St- 
stealing a stealing the notoriety for one of the um she still took out victories that guy. in the first episode and now here she's like conning somebody out of food it's not a using con. She her asked, charm she asked nicely and i just don't like it i don't like that behavior in addition to the fact that i you know don't like when women are characterized as using their looks to get things mm-hmm. um the fact that she's supposed to be a hero on top of that upsets me. So what you're saying is that these heroes, they call themselves heroes and they're not heroic. You need to take them down a notch. I never said that. Shigaraki. (laughs) 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 What makes you so different from the villain mountain lady? You're stealing things. You're using your things to get free things. You're a villain, even though you call yourself a hero. I mean, I'm sympathetic to that line of thinking for sure. And this is the beginning. Yeah, this is my downfall. Listeners, this (laughs) is this is the start of darkness for Maddie. It's it's so scary. You're uh, safe for there, now. There, w- there was one thing um, that just from a logistical standpoint, uh, all three of the sports festivals for each grade happened at the same time. Yeah, I wanted to talk about that too. Uh, so the kids, I w- was a little disappointed because I'm sure Midoriya would have wanted to yeah. see the other grades and take notes on that. I just like see, I would I want to see the other yeah. grades. Are you kidding? Yeah, me too. Uh, especially, especially, you know, I imagine that the third year's just by virtue of they're the oldest, they would probably have the coolest stuff going on. Yeah, and they, I mean, they're the closest to being the new freshman class of heroes, yeah. so they have their stuff together in yeah. a way that the first years certainly do not. So that that's a shame, but at the, at the same time, I recognize they are introducing in this, you know, an enti- the entirety of the other hero class. Um, yeah, all of class 1B, yeah. and then all of the general studies yeah. support well, okay, course. Listen, and not all of. We see in this episode exactly which characters are going to be important. Yeah, there's but I mean, the, it's an anime. The one, it's the like, ones that have unique designs. <laughs> it's an anime. And, and this, is what I've been, this is what I've been talking about. You know, I'm not going to actually rag on this show too much for this, right? Because it shows like most of the gen ed kids have like the most generic looks, outfits, faces. They don't even have like... They have you know, regular hair colors. Yeah, they have regular bodies. Like, you know, you've got multiple Right, there kids. weren't any like mutation quirk kids yeah, in, in the, the gen general that, studies that we class. Saw, you know, and then we, so we see one, the sleepy guy who has an actual design. He'll be important. Mm-hmm. And then when they're saying support, there's exactly one girl. Oh yeah, she's got goggles and on. And pink hair. Yep. Yeah, it's like, okay, so... Is, tho- it, is she in the opening too? Um, I'd have to double check. I don't uh, remember. Maybe. Uh, but either way, it was like, oh, okay. That guy's important. That girl's important. Yep. I sh- I will not care about anyone else. <laughs> yeah. I think they didn't even show anyone for management or business or whatever. So not I guess that I recall. I'm going to assume they don't matter either. <laughs> you know. So like, again, I give My Hero Academia gets a lot of points for having an entire class of kids right. of 20 kids with unique designs that it looks good. Yeah, credit where credits due. You know? Absolutely. So they 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 get that. So I'm not gonna rag on them for making their background characters look like background characters. Yeah. So they're not allowed to wear their hero costumes. They have to wear their gym clothes, which is cool because it makes it harder to stand out. So they have to stand out more on their own merits instead of like an eye catching costume. Because imagine like, I mean, to some extent, like Mina already stands out the most because she's pink. Her whole body is pink, but she would probably stand out a lot more if she was wearing her Sully from Monsters, Inc. aerobics outfit. Yes. Although in this, I don't know if we had, I don't know if I'm completely forgetting this or we had talked about it. The gym outfit has UA on it. Yeah. 
I yeah. think we did talk about it uh, in the first episode when it appears, but uh, we can talk about it yeah, now I, too. It, it, it says UA on it. The the angle that it had, it, I hadn't I hadn't really processed it before yeah. I got, I guess. But yeah, um, you know they make and sell that as official merch. Of course they do. <laughs> you didn't have to tell me that, and I knew it. God. They also sell a like a camping backpack with the same design on it. That's terrible. How dare you? <laughs> uh, yeah, and so so it goes into they're like in some sort of staging area yeah, before it they're looks gonna like a march room. out. Yeah, a locker room kind of. Um, and Todoroki. Totoro- before that, just a quick thing to call out. Um, uh, Mineta does this thing that is a superstition where uh, he's uh, swallowing his fear, and you do that by drawing the character for fear on your hand. It's very mm-hmm. simple; it's just like two swoops, sort of. Um, and you do that like three times, and then you swallow it, and then you have swallowed your fear. Fascinating. Yeah. Is that like a that's like a thing? It's like a thing. Just so anyone was no- was wondering what what was going on. Okay, there. yeah, because like I didn't notice it on this time, but I do vaguely remember noticing it the first time I saw this episode. Yeah. You'll you'll see that a lot. It's it's yeah. Okay, I mean, yeah, Mineta. Like, I know we don't like to talk about him too much, but he does seem to be the most nervous of yeah. all of the characters. Certainly. Uh, so Todoroki, being a total ass, comes in and uh, just. Yeah, he says... Tanks the mood, everybody. Yeah, he he specifically says to Midoriya, I know you have a connection with All Might, but it doesn't matter. I'm going to beat you anyway. This isn't a team... This isn't a team effort, he says, which is, like, really undermining the whole camaraderie that the class has built up so far. Yeah, and and I I appreciate that most most of them are all like, uh, yo, dude, you're... That's lame. Yeah, because, well, first of all, everybody loves Midoriya. That's been established. Yeah. They, they, they all defend Midoriya. And then Midoriya is like, no, no, he's right. This is a tournament. And, like, you know, we are competing against each other. Right, but but the even way, the way that he phrases it is much kinder. Exactly. So much kinder. The way kinder. Midoriya phrases it is like, we all have to work our hardest to be noticed and do well. Like R- versus he's, Todoroki like, was like everybody, we all have like, to. Todoroki's like, none of us are friends in this tournament. Yeah. Screw every single yeah. one of you and Midoriya in particular. Yeah. Although one thing that I did actually notice and kind of like, I like to think there's a quick cutaway towards Bakugo like frowning. And I like to think it's because suddenly his rival appears to have a new rival and he's jealous. Yeah, I do like that. Like, I like hey, that idea. It's you like, can't pick on Midoriya. Only, only I, I can, can pick on Midoriya. It's a, it's a cute idea. It's probably not totally the case, um, <laughs> but uh, I do like it. It's fun. Or maybe it's because Bakugo feels like Todoroki doesn't see him as a threat. He's not saying, Bakugo, I know you are uh, thinking you're going to do the best, but actually I'm going to yeah, win. That's a good point. He's confronting Midoriya, and Bakugo has this whole complex well, surrounding that, that Midoriya. That, that's actually... You know, that's almost certainly what is actually going through <laughs> his mind. He's like, how, like, why are you recognizing that kid who's below, below recognition yeah. sort of situation? But yeah, Todoroki, uh, um, he's a jerk. Yep. Wee. Midoriya inspiring people like Naruto. I wanted to draw that uh, comparison. Yeah. And so I noticed that they show some shots of the crowd watching, and there's a shark man Gosh, in the crowd. The things, the things <laughs> that's that you important. Care about we need to talk in about this it. Anime. Uh, Present Mike is announcing, which is a oh, gift. Yeah. It's I mean, a gift for me specifically. I love. I love. Yeah, I mean, you know I mean, that I love listen, theming of heroes, and he's an announcer char- hero. His character continues to be used perfectly <laughs> like it's just genius like uh, we have a guy whose thing is that he's an announcer yeah he's an mc he, That's he, he's going he to do voiceover he's gonna do it he's gonna do the actual literal announcing yeah. things. yeah it's great i love it he 
Yeah, he teaches English. <laughs> it's genius. He teaches English. <laughs> it all fits. It, it all plays. Yeah, hundred percent fits. Uh, Kiribaku. There was another moment. Yep, that, I I only I wrote. Call, that's what I was referring to before. I only wrote the words Kiribaku, so I'm not sure what exactly gosh. I was trying to talk about here. Uh, uh, there. Uh, midnight, oh, another character that you won't like because yeah. So she's midnight. Yeah, I just here is where they um they're listing all of the classes. Yeah, There's so a lot of classes. To two hero classes and three of each of the other classes. So then the R-rated hero Midnight. Yeah. So she's another character that her outfit could be really interesting and like I I don't mind using sexuality as empowerment. Where it starts to be uncomfortable and upsetting for me is that she is addressing a group of high school students yeah. and it's so uncomfortable that even the high school boys who normally are kind of they're embarrassed you know, by it. into that kind of stuff, they're embarrassed to be spoken to this way and I don't like that. Which again, it's something that I like is that they were they made made them uncomfortable as opposed yeah, to Yeah, that's most, true. Yeah. They could have been like drinking it up, which I would have hated yeah. even more. You certainly. Know, so, uh, but I also noticed that they call her Miss Midnight, but they call their homeroom teacher Mr. Aizawa, and I, they also call All Might All Might. So I'm wondering if they refer to Mr. Aizawa more with more familiarity because he's the homeroom teacher, or like Mr. Aizawa introduced himself as Shota Aizawa. So why would you call yeah. him Mr. Eraserhead? No, it's I, I'm almost certain it's something that just doesn't translate because you know, uh, for anyone who doesn't know. Um, you know, Japanese has a sort of suffix-based system sure. for referring to people. You know, they're probably just calling All Might All Might because that's his, that's his hero, hero name, name and that's and how everyone sees yeah, him. Um, it's not his actual name. Right. Whereas they know Aizawa's actual name and they're probably call, calling him Aizawa Sensei. Right. T- yeah. Aizawa Teacher, which does which the closest you do in you know, the American school system is Mr. Your teacher's last name. Right. So I know I'm sure yeah. that that was why that was translated that way. But I just noticed they didn't call Midnight by her right. surname. Yeah. And and that might be that she, her actual name might have a suffix to it. Her hero name might have a suffix to it. Like so you she, think they might call her Midnight Sensei or? Well, she might go by like uh, Midnight Sun or, or like or like something to that effect. Um, well, I, I would why have to wouldn't actu- they have translated that to like a Miss Midnight or something then? Because there, there are there is not a distinction in um, in uh, in Japanese between Ms, Mrs, and Miss. Oh, okay. If that's what you're so that could at. have been sort of ambiguous if they yeah. had translated it. All right. Yeah, there's not really. Uh, th- yeah. So, but yeah, it, it is interesting that she goes by that. But yeah, I guess I I'd like to hear them address or talk about some of the other teachers so we can get a bigger sample size. I'm all about that science. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, so uh, Bakugo gets up and is asked to be the speaker of the class. And they say, to, he's well, supposed to give the class pledge. Yeah. He's supposed to give the class pledge. And he, Does they, not. well, but they, they say, oh, I guess he got chosen because he got the highest score on the entrance exam. Yeah. And one of the general studies girls says on the hero exam. Uh, so this opens up several more questions for me. So I, I'm pretty sure earlier, at least sometime in this episode, I don't remember if it's after this or before this, um, Sleepy Kid says that he didn't make it into the hero course. But here he is in the general well, studies course. And apparently no. they have their own exam. So No, no, no. I think what he says is he some people just aren't cut out for the hero course. I think he phrases it in such a way that he maybe didn't even apply to the hero course. That's not what I heard. Uh, we would have to maybe go back and yeah, double check. Yeah, maybe I didn't. But what I heard was that he didn't make it. He didn't pass the hero entrance exam. And so my thought was he must have taken the general studies exam after that. Afterwards. So do you think there's an exam for each 
um, oh, there must be thing. And do you think that they like they do the hero one first so that anybody that fails it, can apply through could a different be. course? It, it could very well be. Maybe because, you can I mean, apply to multiple. At least Sleepy Kid for sure uh, is viewing this as an opportunity to get like a second chance at admission for the hero course. Right. And um, I don't want to get too far away from where we are in the episode because I do have other things to say, but. I did want to point out how he is viewing it differently than all of the other kids in the general course. Everybody else in the general oh, course, one of them specifically like says, we're just here to make the hero course kids look, look good. Better. But yeah. he's viewing it as an opportunity. And I think that that's a really interesting, yeah, he's, distinct, uh, he's um, a very sudden and interesting character. And I'm glad, I'm glad that since I know he's in the opening, he's going to be showing up more. Um, yeah. Because, you know, it's, it, it is interesting. He, the fact that he is the only person viewing the entire tournament this way. Yeah. So Bakugo uh, giving the speech. I actually really like Bakugo's new tood. Where he's just very, very serious. Yeah, so serious, but like in a, I, I, I just like it better than his like yelling, yelling I guess. Yeah. Um, not even like I want him to be like this all the time, but just because it's different enough that I know that he's done at least some introspection, yeah. you know? And you know what? We've, it's, it's been alluded to and it's happened. So I like it. You know, he had that mild breakdown. He had that confrontation with Deku. He then uh, had, you know, got sort of schooled a little bit by the villains. Mm-hmm. It's it's not surprising that it's happening. It's but it, it, in a lesser anime, it doesn't happen at all. So yeah. I'm glad I'm glad that it's here. Yeah, yeah. But I, and and I'm with you. Um, but yeah, we we pretty much. Uh, yeah, w- so they announced the first activity. Yeah, one thing I don't like, they pretend as if it's um, random, and there's no way it's random. What do you mean? So like midnight, like oh, because like they have up, the whole obstacle like course s- set up yeah, already. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's like a slot system, and the first thing will be ding. And it's like no, you you have robots and uh, obstacle course set up. Yeah, but shut up. It's it's all for the spectacle. <sighs> yeah, whatever. Or maybe like maybe they know what the three activities are going to like the the people in charge know what the three activities are going to be, but they don't know what order they're going to be in or something. Mm. I'm just using three as an arbitrary number. Also, I don't know if that's <laughs> if there are going to be three activities, but she Mild says the first doubt. event as if there's going to be at least more than one. Mild doubt. Um. So yeah, it's an obstacle race, and my initial thought was, oh, Ida's got this on lock. Yeah, that was your initial thought. That was my initial thought. Yeah, it's oh going to be a race. No. So Ida's going to win. Obstacle race. You screwed. No, you just kick, you just jump, you just go, you just move forward and you win. It's a race. Well, as as you can see, so obviously that did not work out. So I thought it was really interesting that the starting line was part of the race. Outstanding. Yeah. That it's like everybody's rushing in and they all sort of get traffic jammed. Yeah. And then it takes like a few minutes for the the smart or capable kids to realize, oh, I have to get out of the crowd. And that's how it is. The whole sports festival, you got to break from the crowd. You yeah. got to make an impression. Yeah, you got to show that you're better than everybody else. Yeah. Todoroki doing it. Yeah. Which, uh, once again, just showing in alarming fashion how ridiculously stronger than like everyone else Todoroki is. Yeah. Uh, you're right. Um, I... I had a couple of other things that were smaller to point out. Um, so Mina's shoes have yeah, like holes in them too. for they the did. acid to come out. Which, it, which means that we the were... shoes themselves must be made of something special. Um, 
it's not like as a chemist, there are many materials that are resistant. She to has acid. superpower acid. Okay, yeah, that's fair. I don't know how superpower she, acid works. Was, she was throwing her acid and it was instantly disintegrating rocks. That's some insane acid. <laughs> yeah, she must have special shoes. All right, um, but she oh. What was I going to say about this? We saw her doing like ice skating type moves in the quirk exam last season. Right. And so now it's because she can dispense the acid through her shoes. Because I was wondering about that. Like, how is she doing it? Yeah. But now we know well, that. Uh, this this does. Uh, I, I actually, I, I, we glossed over this. I didn't show it. This actually makes Mina, in my mind, one of the stronger potentially people. Um, but also one of the most dangerous, and I wonder how much they'll address it because her character has been so jovial. Hmm. If she has instant rock disintegration acid, that is people destroying acid. Yeah. Like, unless it's a specific, <laughs> specific acid that, like, works more on, like, I don't know, non-carbon-based life forms. Yeah, I mean, again, like, I don't know how it works in this universe, but there are acids that exhibit weird properties like that. Right. So, for instance, hydrofluoric acid uh, will go through your skin it'll just be like absorbed into your skin and it won't damage your skin at all but it'll melt your bones from the inside uh so there are right, acids there are that, that exist yeah. in the real so world she that could are kinda have, <laughs> she could have a, a special weird acid um t t totally fine but it, it, it's interesting because she can throw it mm -hmm. and if you throw it on somebody they're dead yeah so yeah. i i'm interested like i know bakugo's sweat is like nitroglycerin right. so is it her sweat is it something that she secretes like sue is covered in right. um you're frog re slime you're really focused on that That's i like frogs i, I like sue slime. she but yeah I, so i don't know how that works with um mina and i noticed that she normally like throws it and stuff in small quantities so that's why i was thinking maybe it's like she can't like pool it very easily. Maybe she needs some grenade gauntlets like Bakugo has. Maybe, um, but yeah, that was it was something that I noticed as well. Uh, and Aoyama has his belt, so I guess yeah. they're so, you so they're not totally right. Uniform. You don't only. get your you don't get your hero costumes, but it looks like people who. Uh, we saw Aoyama had that belt in the yeah. entrance exam because he it's he kind of needs it, right? Yeah, he must. <laughs> Um, so there, there, I assume that there are some things that are like, you know, some equipment that is important to you specifically mm -hmm. um, or that you need that I guess you're allowed to use. So, yeah. Um, and then. Uh, uh, oh, the purple haired sleepy kid yeah. is being carried by some of his classmates, maybe because yeah. they don't care. Like he's the only one in the class that cares. So maybe they were just like, yeah, whatever. We'll oh, no, they you. look weird. I assume <laughs> I assume it's a superpower. <laughs> I, I, I have to assume like that's weird. Yeah. That's really Yeah, weird. I mean, we. I guess we'll find out more. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was interesting. So the, the robots show up, and even Yaoyorozu, who is rich, wonders where Yue got the funding for all the giant robots. Listen, I wonder the same thing, <laughs> Yaoyorozu. <laughs> Do you like her more now because she had the same thought that you did? No. All right. Um, <laughs> I thought it was very cool and considerate of Todoroki to freeze the robots for everybody. He did it in such a way to fall on everyone. I know. But uh, another standout um, moment from him. Uh, President Mike announcing is so excited that he stands up out of his chair, which I love. And as I was like, mm, how'd you talk again? Yes, I adore this. Yeah, but we get, um, I mean, I don't know how much more you've got, but we get just like a really strong and stark just end to the episode. You know? Uh, I don't remember how the episode ends. Exactly. It's, it's, it's just like, it's just like Deku's like, done. Uh, I gotta find my motivation and we're done. 
Okay. Um, I just had a couple more things to say. No, sure, sure, sure. Uh, the Teeth Kid is back. The Teeth uh, Kid, he was in the... The, uh, the last time I remember seeing him was in the um, entrance exam. Is it, are you sure it's the same Teeth Kid? I'm not sure, yeah, I but I'm disturbed I'm regardless. pretty sure it's not the same Teeth Kid. There's a kid with teeth and I don't like it. Kid End with of teeth story. Don't like it. Maddie, the Maddie story. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to mention um, the, the difference in attitudes. Again, I just like... Todoroki's um, individualistic approach versus Midoriya trying to motivate everybody in his class. Uh, and then in the other class, the kid who sees this as an opportunity versus all the kids that see this as like a chore and right. they're being used as props. Uh, I guess I didn't have any further thoughts on that. Just uh, I wanted to say like all of the different viewpoints are really interesting and I'm interested to see. I felt like it's, this did a good job of setting up the arc to be something that I care about. Um, lots of different storylines. Like that's something that I feel in um, a lot of different media. They, they can like develop one story such that I only really care about that. And I feel bored um, seeing about anybody else's story. Yeah, when they're when they're devoting time to developing something else, I don't care about it as much. And something that um, like the most recent example or the most poignant one that I can think of right now is Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. um, there was a time reading the books that hold I on spoilers. Make sure you don't spoil anything for anybody. <laughs> so I've I've only read the first two books and I haven't seen any of the show. So yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it's not going to be super spoily, but. Um, there was a point where I, I did not care about Daenerys at all. And every chapter that was devoted to her or her story, it was like, I was struggling to get through it so I could get back to the parts that I actually cared uh -huh. about. Uh, well, I and I, I feel like that this story, this, um, arc is not going to have that problem because every character that has had, um, some development set up for them, I am interested, interested in that. In. Yeah. And, it, and really it's, it's this three main ones, right? It's whatever's going on with Bakugo and his new, you know, outlook uh Deku's confidence uh and how it relates to Todoroki mm -hmm. and his like I'm gonna murder you or whatever yeah uh, and then whatever's going on with uh Mr. Sleep over there yeah those two things but also the, the sports festival sports festival as, as a, a whole, whole okay. I'm interested in um I don't know how much of that is its own character line though well no it's a storyline though that's what I said yes I guess but yeah, I mean, I, I guess this is uh, this is where we're at. This All right, Connor. Uh, oh. Which kid do you think they're going to replace for the sleepy kid? None. You think he's not going to do it? No. But he's an important character. They put him in the opening. Uh, he's an antagonist. He's an antagonist? Yeah. Oh, you think this is the like internal conflict that they're going to be facing? No, no, no. He's, uh, no he, he's the antagonist for this arc, or at least for some part of it. Like, look at him. He looks all... <laughs> he's all sleepy. Well, so is Aizawa. I mean, obviously, I, you know who I would want uh, to be replaced. Well, yeah. But it's too, It's just too early in the story for anyone to actually be replaced, I feel. At least from class 1A. Like, I could see if they really wanted um, they, it, the sleepy kid... They replace a character would, who we never get to see. Right, from 1B. I guess. So... But I imagine we're going to see a lot of 1B in this arc. Yeah, hopefully. So. I'm interested. Uh, I wonder if they will be as well developed as Class 1A. Like, certainly not, right? I, because I they have to imagine that. Yeah. Have to imagine. So we'll, we'll see about that. Um, well, I don't have anything else. Yeah, Do you have that, anything else? No, that's where we're at. Um, All right. Well, know. thanks for listening, everybody. I'm uh, excited to see more about this tournament. Yeah. I um, Fight, fight, fight. I'm so happy that you, the listeners, have joined us again. Uh, if you 
like us, you can follow us on Twitter. We are at If you don't like us, you can also follow us on Twitter. Nothing is stopping you. Yeah, nothing is stopping you, honestly. Um, But I'll say that again since Connor was talking over me. We are at My Hero Notebook. Uh, we did get a new follower recently who uh, said some nice things about us. So thank you thank for you. that. Thank uh, you. If anybody else wants to interact with Sorry. us on Twitter, I'm, ever, just, I'm just looking at Maddie's page in her notebook and just all capital letters. Teeth Kid is back. <laughs> yeah. No punctuation. Oh, yeah. Uh, I thought I put tr- an exclamation point at the end, but I did. Truly frightening. Yep. But hey, everybody, thanks for listening. Yeah. Uh, this is the, the space where we interact with our Twitter followers. So if you want to interact with us, please do so. Please okay, Twitter follow love us. You. Bye. Bye.